welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Um, joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave, on this Sunday? Oh, I'm pretty good. Can you believe I can see it. Can you see it? Yeah, you know what? Can, can, you, be- can you see it? No, I can't. And I, these days I can't believe anything. Day. It's the rest day. It's the rest day and it's just there. Can, can you believe it? We're at yeah. the first rest day almost. I know, I know, I know, I know. Crazy. I know. And, and so many things have happened. Oh. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, great winner yesterday yeah. in the stage at the Giro, uh, Alex Dowsett. We have all opinion of him. He's, he's a great guy and it's a great win. Yeah, um, we're looking for some dirt on him, but there's no, none. No, it's uh, all love, I, isn't I, it? All I can say is technically, I think it's a three-legged dog that won that <laughs> stage, not him. <laughs> that was that was hilarious, wasn't it? Yeah. And we caught a glimpse of the three-legged dog when he was about a <laughs> kilometre to go. And, and I he was... was for it. I was watching the Italian commentary and they're like, oh, tension, eh? Tension, eh? I can't, eh? <laughs> and then next minute he gets he gets to the dog. The dog took the inside line I know. for the quickest way home. Dowsett, he was very cautious. He went the <laughs> far right side. <laughs> Absolutely. But that was like, you couldn't write this. You couldn't, like, if you if I was sitting on my laptop and going, let's write this finish, and then a three-legged dog, dog. comes in. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and everything the dog did was illegal because it, it jumped the barriers yeah. at about 1.1 1. 1 kilometers to go. And Yeah. He was a cute dog. Though. It, it was, was a cute dog. So we'll talk about Alex Dowsett's uh, win uh, in, in, a, in a minute. But first of all, of course, the news broke yesterday. Simon Yeh is tested positive to the COVID-19. Mm. This is big news because he's one of the major, well, he was one of the favorites, let's say that. And and that's a big, big blow for Mitchelton Scott. Yeah, they've had they've had a rough trot this year. Uh, yeah, well, this Giro d'Italia, certainly. They've had a rough trot. You know, riders, that, that super fast stage um, two days ago, Riders crashed. They had three guys went down. They they got through in the end, but you know, little they well they lost one rider. In fact, um, Simon Yates lost time on Mount Etna, so he was already he was on the back foot. Let's to be super fair, um, but they were hoping he was going to come good. And as we all know, the Giro is you know a brutal mm-hmm. three weeks, and the last week's always tough. But this is just a. It's a nail in the coffin, isn't it, for Mitchelton, yeah. unfortunately? Absolutely. And then remember we were saying a few pods ago about, you know, where is the bubble? Where is that COVID bubble? What's going on? And yeah. then I'm not I'm not against putting the... the you, you're giving a bit of... You typical well, I'm, French. I'm surprised. You're 42% no. Italian, so don't <laughs> give them too much stick. I am <laughs> just surprised to see so many people around the riders. And then yeah. now I am actually very surprised to see so many people around the riders while one is testing positive. Yeah. And what are the next few days going to look like? You know what Matt White said to me? Uh, he might have said to both of us, or he said to me off mic, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. When when the restart season was happening, the 18 World Tour teams, and more specifically the World Tour doctors of those respective teams, they all got together and created their own protocol. So the teams created a protocol before the UCI created one. Yeah, the UCI that, created yeah. a one-page or a two-page document. The teams created a full own bubble themselves. So their bubble, and Matt White said, 
we feel more confident when we're on the race than when we send the riders home. And he was right. He said, all the riders live in different countries in Europe. They all have yeah, different, exactly. they, they're all in different restrictions. Some can go and sit at a cafe, some can't. So he said, we're actually more confident when the riders are on the race, they won't test positive. This is, and now it's happened. So again, I'm with you. It's not, we're not pointing the finger. The case numbers are going high in Europe. We do know that. But yeah, it certainly has been different to what we've seen at the tour. The interesting thing is, the Giro have not got the same rules enforced as the Tour de France. That actually came as a surprise because I don't know why, but I've assumed the the three so Grand Tours, you know, the three Grand Tours are the same sort of race bubble, so to speak. Yeah. And th- this idea of a two strike and you're out, the Giro doesn't have that two strike and you're out policy. And I, I, whether it's my being lazy, not I haven't seen what the actual rule is, but I know it's not the Tour de France. Yeah. I but I did see I did read one article where. They don't have that same. It's it's more relaxed, basically. So I think now what did happen? The the rest of the team immediately got tested of Mitchelton Scott riders and staff. They all came back negative, so that's a big plus. They will all get tested in subsequent days again to be sure. Um, Simon had really mild symptoms, and mm-hmm. he he the symptoms came up during the stage. He said apparently he immediately told the doctor they immediately requested the test so they did everything right they did the right thing yeah do, and, you, know, do you know what scares me though yeah is how many bidons did he have and then throw on the side of the road how many there's you know how many uh, yeah there's all dro- sorts drops of, of sweat that have been on other dry, yeah, uh, other I know, riders I know. when you start thinking about this yeah the bidon for me is a big sticky one uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> pardon the oh, remember we talked about at the Tour de France that you you we were saying well you know it's like grenades they're sending yep. potentially with coronavirus yep. well technically um, all the biddens that uh, Simon Yates yeah, got yeah. they were like he, he threw grenades and he didn't know but grenades you, were thrown you, on do the, you want to go ground. work for one of those commercial tabloid I'm actually uh, applying an English, for an English newspaper <laughs> grenades come on come on seriously <laughs> no, you see what I mean like, no, yeah, no, it's, it's just it's, an image but you see what I mean yeah it's true it's 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 a little bit what is it B B B alert but not alarmed yeah i think that's what it is and you know we saw overnight as well uh kirsten vild uh the the defending champion of ghent wevelgem last year's winner she's tested positive for covid she hadn't left her place to her house to join the bubble and she said lucky i hadn't she said now i'll i'll sit this one out so it's becoming, yeah, it's, you know, it is, know, it's on a knife's edge. Yeah, and then we are heading towards the end of the, the, the season. Mm. Definitely, there's only a few a few weeks left, I think, in the, yep. in the actual calendar of uh, for, for, for official cycling in the UCI. But uh, it can't come soon enough. I think it's, it's starting to unravel a little bit. Well, the Vuelta starts in six days. I know. This is so you and I were talking before we sat down here and pressed the record button. You would think we will know... We will know in three days' time if the Vuelta will start because all of the riders and teams have to travel there. Because of the logistics? That, yeah, because of logistics. They will they will be leaving, arriving in three days' time, three to four days' time, I would think. So we are going to know if the Vuelta starts. And let's face it, it's it's going to be a government decision yeah. of Spain, not, not, not ASO. With a massive sticky point being Madrid. Because Madrid is the finish of the Vuelta, but yeah. Madrid, Madrid is in ultra red zone, like you know those many red zones in France and uh, across Europe, and 
organizing a finish of the Vuelta in three weeks' time or four weeks from where we sit yeah. now, it's a bit of a gamble in a town like Madrid or city like Madrid. You would, yeah, you would think that they'll if they, if the race goes ahead, the finish won't be in Madrid. But remember... Well, um, you've been at the Vuelta, actually. Yeah. How big would that be if the finish... And you know Spain very well. Yeah. How big would that be if the finish wasn't in Madrid? Wasn't. I, yeah, I know that at the Tour de France, if the finish was not in Paris, in the Champs-Élysées, it would be super weird. It hasn't... Look, I could be corrected here, but I believe it has not finished in Madrid forever. Okay. It has in modern, recent history, but it hasn't always been the case. So I don't think it would be... I mean, I, I, I'm imagining Barcelona... Yeah. Is in, I haven't read and looked where the, all the COVID red zones that's are a in big, Spain. That's a big, big call, though. Like Barcelona versus Madrid. It's Catalonia Ooh, against yeah, Spain. Yeah. There's a lot more. I think, politically. I think finishing, because you know, you know my favourite city of Spain, yeah, yeah. which is where I, I spent some time racing and I, I, I uh, plan on living there in the future it's for some period Sevi of time. Sevilla. But, no, Valencia. Oh, Valencia. Valencia. Sevilla. <laughs> Sevilla. Oh, oh. See, I'm not... Yeah, okay, sorry. No, no, Valencia. <laughs> it's a beautiful city. So, I mean, I'd be, I'd love it to see the race finish there, but it's impossible. And you're right, I can work for a British newspaper. I'm trying to just put these things <laughs> together, Sevilla. one against the other. Come on. Que pasa? Que pasa, <laughs> hombre? Create divisions <laughs> and everything, you know. Um, um, but yeah, Giro-wise, uh, what does that mean for Mitchelton Scott now? Because they've lost their leader. Uh, it's been a pretty tough beginning of the of the, means, the Giro. It means Lucas Hamilton is free to fly, yep. the young Aussie. And there's been talk already to let him off the leash a bit more. Look, he actually was left off the leash, I think, on Etna. So Lucas Hamilton now will go for it. And they'll, look, they're diminished in numbers, uh, Mitchelton. They've lost, what, three guys. They've lost three guys, yeah. Um, Bookwalter, Afini, and now, of course, Yates. So they've just got to play play smart. Um, but they'll they'll support Lucas. And, of course, Jack Haig is there as well. Remember, Jack Jack's leaving um, at the end of the year, he goes to Bahrain McLaren next year. But, um, yeah, it, it, it gives Lucas Hamilton a, a real big chance and he, and he can do it sort of, um, uh, with, without, not a guilty conscience. I'm, I'm not sure that's the right way to put it, but you know, Simon's not there. Free. He, he's he's free. free and he can, and he can feel good about going like he, for He's it. not stepping on anybody's Yeah, doors. that's right. Yeah. So I think this is a really good opportunity. For Lucas, and I think we've all been wanting to see, you know, what he's still pretty young, but yeah, we're, we're eager to see what he can do over yeah, three weeks in a grand tour as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, winner of the stage last night, we said at the beginning of this podcast, Alex Dowsett. Mm. Uh, I really like Alex Dowsett, I think he's a genuinely nice guy. If you, yeah, we, we both interviewed him a couple of times, he's a he's just got a nice vibe around, yeah. Him. Tell us a story about his girlfriend quickly because I missed that ah, he's, yeah. oh, he's just on social media yeah. uh, his girlfriend is one of the, the photographers and online um, commentators uh, online writers for the, the ASO the Tour mm. de France and uh, she she actually was outside uh, doing some errands and shopping uh, in the UK in yeah. the UK yep. while, uh, while the stage was going on and they're expecting a baby as well mm. uh, and she was then uh, it was all in her story so follow her if you if you want to on, on social media but they 
she was out and then all her friends starting to send her messages saying, are you watching? Are you watching? Are you watching? <laughs> My God, you're not watching. Are you watching? Yeah. So she had to rush home because then she discovered Alex is in the break. Alex is in the break. He's going to do this. He's yeah. going solo. He's flying solo. So she followed, like she did all those uh, snapshots of her, her text in, in, and yeah. so on. And then she turned up home and then her Eurosport player wasn't working. Of course uh, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so then she basically had to rush back to Alex's parents where they finally watched the last 10 and care together oh, wow. and celebrate it. So there's a bit of a story yeah, around great. it. And I love those stories. But it's, it's and she said a comment, which I think, uh, I, I don't know Alex, you know, personally or his story or something, but uh, she made a mention saying people don't realize how the last 12 months have been up and down for Alex and how mm. much is a, this is a, a pivotal point in him feeling so much better going yeah. forward. It's, it's massive. It is absolutely massive. And he said that in the pre-race in the grab. He said, I don't have a job next year. You know, tough, tough year. He didn't elaborate on it. But just, to, I just want to read a quick tweet yep. from our mate, Rory Sutherland, who I spoke to um, a few days ago. And um, the interview, I think, went up on, well, it was certainly on the live coverage. Forgotten what race it was. There's <laughs> been that much happening. It's been crazy. But it's also on Cycling Central. Yeah. Rory's retiring at the end of the year. Yeah. Rory's 39. He's had an amazing career. Teammate of Alex Dowsett, he said, so Alex Dowsett wins the stage in Jiddor today. Little do people know that when I break my leg, he held my hand for four hours in an ambulance and hospital bed while I screamed and went into shock. Proud of you, mate. Mm. And that's cool. That's yeah, really absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the sort of per that that just gives you an insight into the type of person that Alex Dowsett is. Yeah. yeah. And then again, he shared the finish line with a three-legged dog. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go, go back and watch some of the footage. I, it's actually that, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that vision, will that's going to that's going to ring out for years and years. Brilliant. It's just uh, the Giro. It'll be in their highlights next year. The Giro will Giro. love it. We started the first podcast of this series saying, is the Giro hey? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Giro hey. I <laughs> know. Oh, anything, anything is possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, Israel Startup Nation is their first win at the World Tour level, yes. I believe. Um, that is a massive step for a team to bring in, in the first year. We know the expectation and, and, and targets they've got next year with Chris Froome going, etc., uh, etc. Et but this is a great win for them. Yeah, massive, massive. And yeah, to get that first one. And it look, it's historical, isn't it? You know, they had the first Israeli ride the Tour de France. Uh, they're the, the only World Tour team um, from Israel, of course. So... They mean business. They mean business. And look, I I know there's a part of it that the backer of the team or the team owner is the he's like he's a billionaire. I don't know how many yeah. times over, mm -hmm. but he's the same guy who brought the Giro d'Italia to Israel a few years ago. He effectively underwrit the the, the cost and of that, that. that. That's allegedly when he started to talk to Chris from apparently. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a pretty cool backstory. In fact, um, the whole thing. So no, well done and. They, they were tweeting like mad. Get on the Israel um, uh, a Twitter account because they went berserk yesterday. Whoever was managing it yeah, <laughs> got very carried away. But you know what? For all the good reasons. Absolutely. So first win for them. And then, of course, Almeida is still in pink uh, and he's heading he's towards... Super. Uh, that's, that's, that's a That's a great story as well. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, look, Portuguese, 22 years of age. Uh, he has, he, he broke a record the youngest guy, I think, in 42 years to collect five million Aussies, and now he's collected six. And he, look, he's got a pe uh, he's got a test tonight coming. It's a mountain stage. It's not the biggest mountain stage. We know that. It's in the Abruzzo Mountains, but 
it's um, yeah, it's how another ma- little test. How much energy do you think the Wolfpack are going to put in making sure they've got the pink jersey for the rest day? Oh, Bec- they'll they'll do as much as they can, but they're not a they're not a team of climbers, so they can only do so much. Today, the first sixty kilometers is flat. Um, we'll get into that stage at the yeah. end. But they, allegiance? Can they make some allegiance? Uh, it doesn't happen. It doesn't, I, I no, it doesn't no, happen. I don't think they have to. They don't. They don't have to. You're going to get trek, and you'll get. Yeah, what you'll get is the climbing teams take over at the bo- at the bottom of the first climb tonight. You'll get the climbing teams take over. So then it's up to him to stay there, and hopefully it's up to a couple of his teammates to try and hang tough with him. Yeah. So, okay. We'll talk about the mm. the, the stage coming up tonight uh, a bit later on, but. Uh, if we, you know, we're heading toward the, the, the rest day, so it's time to do a bit of a review. Sun Web. Yeah. Uh, what, how do we, like, let, first of all, let's, let's listen to Luke Roberts mm. uh, from Sun Web because we just want to chit chat about how they've been going this week. The team's been, been riding great so far. They've shown in the first week they're a, they're a strong team that they're really taking this uh, um, goal of, the, of a GC result seriously. Um, they've been riding well. They've been sticking together, riding well as a team, and uh, you know, they're also um, you know, showing in the in the results uh, that uh, it's it's paying off. Um, we have a very tough day coming tomorrow in the mountains, so it'll be a, a critical day tomorrow for the GC, and uh, we want our guys to have the good legs in tomorrow's stage. So that was uh, Sunweb's Luke Roberts. How do you rate their first week? Because you would have thought that, you know, with the performance they got at the Tour de France, maybe some of this sort of mindset could go and drip into the, the Giro. I think definitely it has. But at the end of the day, Michael Matthews, he went that close many times, two or three yeah. times this week. But he hasn't won a stage yet. No, he hasn't. And and we've been, you and I, and maybe other media to a degree, more so in Australia, because he, obviously Matthews, we expect sort of big things from him whenever he steps over the bike. But the story, actually, when you look more closely, it's not about Matthews at now. Okay. The, state, the stages up to now, yes, there's the, the sprint stages. They've got Wilco Kelderman yep. in the top four. And Jai Hindley, Jai Hindley is third overall in the young rider category. Okay. So they are having, they're actually having a fantastic um, Giro. Giro so far in terms of their GC. Mm-hmm. And as Luke Roberts said... They're they're treating it as a GC. Yeah, they're they're treating the GC aspect really seriously, and they they've delivered so far. So, you know, they're nearly halfway. Yeah, they're halfway, and they're they're in with a chance here. So, that's the story I think moving forward for that team. Okay, and Sunweb, like I said before, they've they've have been a good restart, mm. if not a great restart. Three wins at the Tour de France. Yeah, I mean they've lit up some really good stages at the Tour, and their Tour wasn't. Really about the GC. No. Was it? It was about the stage wins. Whereas here, I think as much as, you know, it's easy to say now it's not about the stage wins because Matthews hasn't won one. So we can say, oh, it's all, it's the GC focus. But they're proving it because they've got two guys. And let's not forget what they've been doing in the classics as well with Irshi. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's, he's, yeah. won, he's won a monument. Uh, yeah. So they've, they're winning not just in here and there. They have been winning stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they'll, they, and they will carry, they've got that morale and confidence from, and, and they want to sort of, you know, these guys have been waiting in the wings. They didn't ride the tour. A lot of them missed, didn't do the classics because they're prepping for the Giro. So they want to say, hey, don't forget about the B squad or we're not the B squad either. We can win. So there'll be a little, little bit of pressure but also a little bit of pride that they want to deliver as well. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, uh, yeah, I think I think watch these guys. And Kelderman's yeah. been one of those guys where I think he needs everything to go perfectly 
But if everything does go perfectly for Kelderman, he can podium at this Giro. Okay. Yeah, I really think he can. He needs everything to go right, but he, he can do it. So. But they've got a good vibe. Sunweb generally yeah. have got a good yeah. vibe. This year they've got a good vibe going in a team. Yeah, yeah great vibe. Yep. Any other uh, team or people or riders or anything you want to point out for this particular, if we wrap up this week, sort of? Uh, gee, uh, anyone, anyone that you, you know, Nibali has been has been visible and invisible, exactly like a, a winner of the Giro should be. He's yeah, been, he's been doing everything almost perfectly to the book. Yeah, yes, Nibali. To me, Nibali, he's the fave. He he's the fave, and Stephen Kruzvark, I would put second fave at okay. the moment. Now that well, Yates had lost some time anyway, but Nibali, Nibali looks good. He looks very good. He's not putting a foot wrong at nah, the minute. No, not at all, is he? he he's he's um, exactly where he should be. He's ahead when the sprint is dangerous, you know, for yeah. the pack. He's, he's doing everything he should. Yeah, if he, if he continues on this way for the next 10 days, he'll be a hard man to beat. 100%. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Okay, let's talk about the stage tonight. Uh, you said it's a... Is it a mountain stage? Can we classify it as a mountain stage? It is. It's a, I'd, I'd call it middle mountains. But um, you, you've got a little story about the, the city we're heading oh, to because this, this, is, is, this is also like... Well, I can, uh, the, it's, it's, it's Europe. There's so yeah. much history in every place. It's, yeah. The way yeah. we're going today, uh, tonight, it's it's got an incredible story. Yeah, it does. And and look, you talk about the the famous cities and the the, the places that we we know well or know of from, as a tourist destination mm-hmm. in Italy, like Vintimiglia for me. Yeah, for shopping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, hundred <laughs> meters across the border. Rocca Rocca Rossa or Rocca Rosso is the the summit finish. It's not a big, big summit finish, but there's a town that sits at the bottom of the same name, Rocorosso. Uh It was devastated in World War II. The town was actually destroyed um, in 1943. A lot of the civilians, there was a huge massacre. It was devastating to the area. But post-war, they rebuilt the town uh, and it became post-war one of the most popular tourist destinations okay. in the country. Uh, so it's got this, you know, really sad and tragic past, but the town lives on in, in the modern time. And and the climb itself. Yeah, uh, the climb itself. There's a bit of history around the climb yeah, itself. Yeah, it's true. It's a 10-kilometre climb. Copy, one in 53. Fausto Copy. Fausto Copy, legend the legend of Italian cycling. Bernard Eno, one in 1980. The legend of French, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and Marino Argentin, one in 87. So it's got this amazing history. Uh, it really has. There's something in uh, in that word Fausto Copy that oh, just brings you know, know the style, the hairdo, the sunglasses. Yeah, uh, it, it's true. The black right? and white footage is incredible. You, you know this. You know the movie. If and to our listeners, and, and you, whatever your taste is, Midnight in Paris. Yeah, I, I love that movie, and I, and it's based obviously in Paris. I won't give anything away, except all I will say is, if I had a time machine. I'd go back in time. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd, I'll tell you what, the forward, I hate to say it, peeps, it just doesn't look good. <laughs> Future you, doesn't look great. You're still spewing that I saw the actor of uh, Midnight in Paris riding oh, his bike no, in Paris. I'm not spewing. That is, that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. But deep down, you're still spewing I saw Owen Wilson cycling at night in Paris. That's, you are. <laughs> you know it's what? one of the coolest stories. If, I you, was, if you had followed him, you might have ended up where he did. I know, but that, that's actually a real story. Yeah. I was I was riding my bike in the evening in Paris. I think it was post two or pre two. I can't yeah. remember last year. And then I went, oh, that's that dude from Midnight in Paris yeah. with his girlfriend riding a bike yeah. in front of me. He lives in, and you said he lives, he lives in, in Paris. Paris. Yeah, yeah in that's Paris. cool. That's really uh, cool. And I, and I don't like that film. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the film? Well, honestly, I should rewatch it because so many people 
actually have that reaction going, you don't like that film. I love Woody Allen and I didn't like that film. But I must say, maybe I saw it wrongly because I think I saw it in the plane. Uh, and yeah, go and watch a, it. Go, yeah. And don't be, if you're not an Owen Wilson fan, don't be turned off. No, no, no. Because no. this is him in a different role. But it's, I'm a Woody Allen fan, so yeah. this is weird. Like this is okay. <laughs> anyway, are we doing? Are we doing a um, movie <laughs> review? Is this what our podcast? Yeah, is? Yeah, it's the Cannes Festival <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about cycling. So, Fausto copy history around that. Yeah, plan. it's um, yeah. So tonight should be a ripper. And so just to to recap uh, the stats of the stage. It's stage nine, obviously, two hundred and eight kilometers, four thousand meters of climbing. The first sixty kilometers is flat. So it all comes in the back half of the stage. The final 1.2 kilometers is 9.4%. The rest yeah, of the okay. climb isn't that bad, but the final 1.2. So selection at the base? Uh, some selection at the base? There'll be some selection, I think, uh, but it'll it'll be that last 2K. That'll, that'll, okay. that, that, that's where the splits will happen, I think. Yeah. And if it wasn't enough cycling, we've got... Gent Wevelgem happening as well tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, Gent Wevelgem. And Gent Wevelgem, let's, let's just put the context of it. You know, we know Pyrobe has been cancelled. Flanders seems to be going ahead. We are going towards the end of the, the season, of course. This is potentially one, if not the last chance for some winners. The field is full it's of jam packed. It's jam-packed with potential winners. Yeah, Matthew van der Poel, Mads Pedersen. We mentioned Caleb Ewan, John Degenkolb last year's winner. So, yeah, it's jam-packed. And in the women's, I talked about Kirsten Vild, yeah. defending champ, not starting. Also just coming through, Ale Ljubljana will not race Gent Wilvergham following a positive Ooh. test. So, yeah, it's it's on a bit of a knife's edge. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, look. And by the way, we don't want to be negative about this COVID no, 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 stuff. No, no. The fact, but it's the factual <laughs> stuff that's coming out. So, but in terms of the race, uh, talk to us about this race. How heavy, how hard Get Wimbledon game is as a, as a classic compared to the others in in the calendar. Yeah. Look, how it's, difficult. It's it's sort of like it's it sort of sits along flesh alone in terms of stature, I guess. Um, it's that the Kemmelberg is the, the main climb and thankfully they haven't had to take it out because they did have to make some adjustments mm-hmm. with the course um, because it went into France on yeah, two or was, three times. It was too beautiful. Was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so this is shocking. They'll show up. Our country will have to show beautiful image of France. Mate, no, because of the red zone of corner. Yeah, yeah. So, but look, it's a it's a tough race. It's not as tough as Flanders. It sort of sits like the old. Uh, I, I was about to say Het Volk, Het Newsblood. Yeah. The the the, the traditionally opening classic race um, in late February. So it's tough enough. There's been some, you know, great winners. Hank Vogels, in fact, friend of SBS, Hank uh, second. Okay. Back in his heyday. Um, I'm not sure if we've had an Aussie winner. I, I should know this, yeah. shouldn't I? Um, but it look, it's had some. Real ripper winners. It used to be years ago. It used to be the midweek race, yeah, in between sort like of a Flanders and yeah, and like Flesh is a Wednesday. Yeah, so it used to be a Wednesday, and then they decided actually, it's too hard. We need to make it on a a weekend, you know, a separate sort of weekend race mm-hmm. on its own, standalone event, and they've done that. Obviously, this year's been all over the place in terms of the calendar, so they've just slotted it in where they could. But it's going to be great. It's going to be good race. Both men and women will be, um, yeah, will be exciting to watch. Absolutely. And yeah. then there's also Paris Tour, which is on SBS yes. Viceland at yeah. 10.20 today. Uh, so um, Paris Tour is also quite an incredible race as well. But yeah. that just shows you how much is packed in this calendar. You know what? 
hands down, I mean, the UCI released the calendar, but hands down to the race organisers, no matter what happens now, we have salvaged, the sport has salvaged the year, the year and, and salvaged the sport, I think, from... The sport would not have died, but we would have seen a lot more casualties mm-hmm. in terms of teams, in terms of potentially riders. Um, we yep. have We have somehow gritted out this year for a sport, let's be honest, has a lot of moving parts. One of the hardest sports, I think, to operate in a COVID environment. So, you know what? I'm proud of what the sport's been able to achieve this year. Absolutely. And just talking about Paris Tour, it's a race that exists since 1896. Wow. It's a race that... So there's been 113 editions. The first winner is Eugène Prévost in uh, 1896. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a very fast race. And it goes through the vineyards of uh, the Loire Valley. Oh. So if you're into... Nice it's whites. It's actually, Crisp whites. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Crisp whites. Um, yeah, Blanc. But it's actually a very good visual race as well. So if, yeah. you're, if you're having a bit of a drawback on the Tour de France... Oh, get this on is, it. This is, this is what we're talking about. We're talking the chateaus. We're talking... Yeah, about, yeah, so it's, yeah. It's a great race to... Is it a, it's an ASO race. It's an ASO yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, so, and since 1896, so that's how much history there is. Yeah, so, that's that's um, very cool. That's absolutely. Very cool. And I said it before, and I remember one year with Vironk uh, won it solo, which normally is won by sprinters, uh, but Vironk won it solo because he was basically playing out his career with the team yes, Domofrit. Yes, correct. Uh, and, and this is just shows you, you know, what Will could do <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Maka, that was good. Uh, any other news there around? Are, yeah, there's. A, I've got a few little snippets just to finish off. Um, we've got to give a big shout-out to Beck McConnell, mm-hmm. third place at the World Mountain Bike Championships. I can't believe... Dominated by the French, let's they, say that. Yeah, they <laughs> bloody were. Eh? French. Men, women, under 23, bang, 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 yeah, world champions. Yeah, you guys have smashed it, right? Eh? Yeah. Um, 29, though, third, second time bronze for her. She was third last year. She's done two Olympics. So great result for Beck McConnell. Um, and uh, yeah, just the fact that the mountain bike worlds are on. They're in Austria. Yeah. Um, and again, another event that they've managed to hold. Um, and I want to give a shout out to a friend today. It's her birthday. She's 44. Spring Liz, chicken. Spring chicken. Spring chicken. You're a spring chicken. Liz Taylor, formerly Liz Tadich. Second in the World Road Championships uh, in 97, I think it was. She was second by a whisker okay. in San Sebastian. She was a national road race champion. Still loves her cycling. Birthday girl today. Happy birthday to you, Liz. And do you want some more stats? Just finally. Yeah. <laughs> just to dig the knife into a few people. Um, days since last win, courtesy of at Cafe Roubaix. Fabio Aru, 1,193 days. That basically is a long time. And we saw what happened to him at the Tour de France. Yeah. 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 And the fact that he, I think it was a bit of a mental capitulation mm, by Aru, and that's not being nasty. It's well, just, Alan Piper said this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When we interviewed yeah. him. Yeah. Mark Cavendish, an interesting one here, 975 days. I saw a, a quote and in an interview with Rod Ellingworth, who's the director, manager of Bahrain. Bahrain McLaren. He came across from Sky, dragged a few riders from that Sky era. Val Poles is another one. Still talking potentially of signing. They haven't okay. haven't confirmed, but talking of signing Mark Cavendish. Is that wise, do you think? 900 days. Well, I was going to ask you that. 
What do you think? I know what I think. What do you think? Uh, I think it's not wise because if you're a sprinter, then I don't, I don't know. There must be you know, opportunities that you you've you've laid behind. Yeah. Uh, so. And we all know, I'm not a sprinter, but you were a bit of a sprinter, but you, you know that, that if was you... That a big ride one, but yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, if you sprinters is winning or losing. Yeah. There's no second place. No. Uh, no. And 900 days without winning. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many second place is done or third place or whatever. Doesn't hang out it's, as a... Rod Allingworth needs to take the emotion out of it and the mates out of it and cut, cut him. He's Unless, done. Cav's done. He has been one of the greatest, 100%. Unless, I'm not saying unless, that. unless he's got a, some sort of program where he wants Cav to take more of a sort of. Um, I don't think Cav. I don't see Cav being a lead out man mm-hmm. for a for a sprint, and I don't see him as a mentor. Yeah. Okay. For for younger riders, that's just my yeah. opinion. So I think they got to cut him loose. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think I think it'd be Deadwood. On a team, Bahrain McLaren, big budget, want to move forward. I think they've mm-hmm. got to make some tough decisions there. Uh, and Roman Bardet, nine hundred fifty-nine yeah, days. Time. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. But I got see on the on the on the flip side, Bardet heading to the team that we were just talking yeah, up. Sunweb. Yeah, I've got big hopes for him in twenty twenty two. Hopefully, we will reset that counter very soon. Twenty <laughs> two. 21. 21. Jeepers, yeah. yeah. Let's not let's not kill another year. No. We know we know it's tough time, but it's not cancelled yet. 2021. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was a slip, wasn't it? Thank you, Maka. Thank you very much. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.